Uh, just total sales, like total revenue generated for LA Media Group last month. Uh, I think we were just, just shy of 100K. So here's a big question. As a digital marketer, how can we accelerate our business with extreme momentum without all the turbulence and time suck? And how do we do it in a way that changes the lives of everyone around us? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Chad Kaderi, CEO of Dashclicks, and welcome to Marketer's Mindset. What's going on, everybody? We have Arthur Polsky here from LA Media Group out of Hollywood, Florida. Arthur, really quick for the audience, what is it that you guys do over at LA Media Group, and how do you generate revenue? Awesome. Thanks for having us, Chad. So uh, we're a full-service e-com agency. We do everything from uh, paid social, website development, CRO, content creation, basically anything that needs to be done to scale an online store. Love it. And who would you say your ideal avatar is? Is it just straight up e-com guys? And if it is, what type of e-commerce are you guys doing the most of? What type of niches? Yeah, I mean, it's largely e-com. We work with younger companies for the most part, um, you know, in that fifty dollars to $100,000 a month range that want to hit the next level. Um, we don't necessarily niche down too specific. I mean, we do tend to work with a lot of beauty and self-care brands, but uh, we have brands across a bunch of different industries. Awesome. And break down your team size for me really quick. Uh, how large is your team and uh, what is it really compiled of? So we have uh, 10 people now. Uh, we have about half of the staff is largely creative. We started as a creative agency. Creative is hugely important for uh, basically everything we do. So editors, animators, graphic designers. Then we have a couple media buyers on our team. And then we have our director of accounts who kind of uh, oversees communications and internal stuff. Love it. And how many, how many clients are you guys managing right now at LA Media Group? Um, I would say we're at around two dozen clients or so. Love it. So roughly about 20, 20, a little over 20 clients. Yeah. Nice. And uh, with your current audience and your, your, your outreach, let's talk about that really quick. Because 2020, uh, um, there's, you see all these agencies trying to pick up clients. Uh, what type of actual outreach are you guys doing? How are you guys actually getting clients? Talk to me about that really quick. Sure. So uh, we do have uh, campaigns, lead gen campaigns that we run on paid social right now. Um, but truthfully, you know, since we're focused in e-commerce and with the impact that coronavirus has had on e-commerce, it really hasn't been too difficult getting um, either our foot in the door or getting people to reach out to us directly just because uh, companies are learning, you know, brick and mortars are, are learning they need to pivot and companies that have already been e-com centric are realizing the potential growth that they can have right now. So what would you say, though, what would you say out of, out of all of the leads that you get inbound, would you say 50% of them come from ads, 50% come from word of mouth? Peel the onion back really quick, break it down for me. Where, what would you say the majority of your actual inbound leads come from? Sure. I would say about 35% come from ads. Um, I'd say about another 40% or so come from either referrals from existing clients or just people finding us organically. Um, and then the rest is, is a lot of, uh, you know, outreach that we do, external outreach that we do, outbound type stuff to bring in. Um, cool. you know, what, what, type of, what type of outreach is that? Is that like DMs or what are you guys doing? And anything, cold calls, could be anything. What are you guys doing the most of? Uh, we don't really cold call people. I mean, we, uh, you know, in my experience, it's better to try and build a real relationship and not just jump in with sales. So, you know, we have ongoing communications with people on LinkedIn or Instagram um, or on Facebook and, you know, over time, those develop into 
sales calls and, and if not sales calls with them, someone that they can refer into the door. So it's just good to build those communications on a nonstop basis. Love it, man. What does your pricing model look like right now? So let's, let's say right now you hit me up on LinkedIn. We have a full blown conversation and I'm ready to rock and roll with you guys at LA media group. What am I looking at as far as pricing? What are you going to offer me? So we work on a, um, a monthly retainer basis. We don't peg things to ad spend or performance basis for the most part. There's the occasional time that we do. Uh, and you know, what, what we find works best, both for our own pricing schedule and bringing in as much revenue as possible, but also to get client results, is not to just offer one service, right? We don't just come at people with paid social because yeah. if, they're, if they're lacking in content creation, if they're lacking in email, if their website's not converting, the ads aren't gonna do their job as well as possible. So. We're generally speaking going to come at you with um, a package which involves paid social and potentially Google PPC if it makes sense. Um, email marketing, setting up auto flows, ongoing broadcasts or campaigns, content creation, so blogs, video blogs, and written blogs. Um, and What's like the price point for that? Because it seems like you're going a little, you're going towards more of the more in-depth services. You're not doing generic type services it sounds like you're like the all-around package so yeah. let's say let's say I come in do you have an offer where it's like hey here's three packages that you can choose from or are you just straight up a la carte so generally we do make three offers knowing you know as far as we're concerned knowing that we want to push someone to uh one of one or two of those yep. right and we and we you know it's it's honestly we do customize it for the client right i mean i don't think you should ever go in there uh saying thinking you know better right off the bat what the client needs without having you know, spoken with them. Yeah. Um, so you know, we'll start off with something maybe just ad management um, as you know, the bottom tier package. You know, the middle tier might have just email and ad management, for example, and then the top one might throw in um, full-blown content creation, product photography, and all of the other ancillary things, right? And so at the bare minimum, a client is worth you know, 2,500 to us, at the minimum, our average client is above 5,000 right now, um, but we have anywhere from about 2,500 to some clients paying us over $10,000 a month. So, oh, man, so you guys are considered honestly a boutique agency, which is great. You guys are servicing a little bit more of high-end clientele. They can afford to pay you guys upwards of $5,000 a month to basically manage all their digital marketing needs. So yeah. awesome. And, and do you guys have any type of value ladder? I know I'm sure you've heard of that terminology before, right? Um, do you, do you guys get, are you guys getting them in maybe for like a, a video job? You guys are doing a video for them and then you're like, Oh, by the way, we can send you some traffic to your website. We can redo your website. We can redo your, so do you guys, do you guys have like a specific value ladder that you like go by or is it just purely, Hey, let's do a consultation, figure out what you need and then let's go from there. Um, you know, we did a lot more of that type of stuff when we were a younger agency. One of the biggest things we did offer was video production and creative. Um, and it was a lot easier, you know, but, but the truth is, is if you get someone in the door for an ROI generating service, whether that is something like email, which could yep. be a little bit cheaper for them, but will kill it for them if they're not doing it right. Right. It's a lot easier to make someone money and then say, Oh, by the way, if you do a, B and C, you'll make a lot more money. So, you know, we, we do tend to get people in, you know, honestly on a bunch of different services at once, because that's the type of client we're looking for. Someone who is in scale mode, right. They just need to do a few things to get there rather than someone who yeah. hasn't really dabbled in the digital space too much. Uh, but we do, you know, we do have clients that come in for um, one service. There's nothing specifically what that one service is, and then it expands into something else. Awesome, man. Now I'm going to ask you a question that I ask most uh, business owners or most digital marketing agencies. If there was one thing 
that you can think about since this whole journey of you having a digital marketing agency, what was the one needle mover, that one thing that either generated you the most money or saved you the most time? Huh. Uh, I, you know, it's obviously a lot of different things you could say. Uh, well, I was one thing. It was like this campaign that we ran was crazy. We generated like a hundred K from this campaign. Like what was that one crazy yeah. thing that you did? It, it wasn't, I mean, sure. Committing to advertising is great. It wasn't that though. What it really was is deciding to niche down and focus on e-commerce. And we, you know, it, it's even more fortuitous now considering what's happened, you know, since coronavirus broke out. I mean, we wouldn't have chosen this scenario in lieu of coronavirus, but e-commerce is so like the growth has been so tremendous this year um, and we couldn't have predicted that when we decided to really key in on e-com but the fact that we did has just made it i mean it's a very easy sales pitch now because people know what needs to happen and they know where they can be if they focus on do you do you feel like you guys are definitely niched down to e-com to the point where you have like a, a duplicatable process where somebody comes in and you know that you've got to build these 10 things out like you have a task list right things uh, an order comes in and you're like okay we're going to knock out these 10 tasks and we know that this works because we've done this 10 other times yeah i mean you know it's it's a little bit different when it comes to advertising although we do follow the same process we do have internal sops which was you know another thing that really helps you scale much easier i mean if you don't have your systems in place it's a headache when you start to get to a certain point yeah. Um, but yeah we do have especially for when it comes to email and content uh, marketing, like we do know what works, what works consistently across all of our clients Ads, it's a little bit different just because, you know, there's a, a few more factors at play, but yeah, we have systems that we follow, um, for the most part that allow us to consistently get results that our clients are looking for. Awesome, man. And, and, uh, 2020, uh, Zapier is going on. All these crazy automations are happening. Uh, if you could think about one automation that you guys have created within your business, and it could be something stupid, stupid, simple, uh, as a welcome, uh, or an onboarding to your clients or whatever it is, what would the, what's the best automation that you guys have? And it can be a system. It can be anything at all. Yeah. I mean, we try and automate as much as possible, though. I will say in my experience, you can't, you can't just fall in love with the idea of being able to automate everything, right? Like that's just never going to work. Uh, but we do, largely speaking, have an automated onboarding process where, you know, once a client comes on, we create certain, you know, access to certain softwares that we need to give them um, access to, certain messaging that needs to Is that go. that done with Zapier? Um, we use Zapier a, a fair bit um, when there's no integration. Other times we have, we have auto rules built into Google that are connected from um, our our billing books subscription software through email and some of the other softwares we use where the message is created and has um it has uh, for lack of a better way of putting it i didn't set this up has like meta tags or whatever they're called to sure. uh yeah you know to to input certain links and create certain links and um you know it, it's it, it's worked it's worked well but we we you know there's other things that we're still trying to automate um you know, if you could cut out some of the headache of dealing with redundant manual tasks, it, it definitely. Yeah, that's what everybody's trying to get rid of that now. But that's good. So uh, what, what type, you know, you guys are, I'm assuming you're obviously have some type of lead generation process. Are you guys using a CRM to manage your clients? What Talk to me about what the back end looks like. So we have played around with a bunch, I mean, far too many systems to start yeah, naming we them. Have right? to. I mean, like it's, it's. I can, like I could name them all in two hands probably. And, and, uh, 
none of them are ever perfect, right? It, it requires playing around and really bringing in someone who knows how to. But are you uh, using are you using one that's specific? Because I just I just literally had an agency on that was doing like a hundred k a month. He's like, dude, I don't use anything. I have got it on Google Sheets. So so <laughs> that's do, cool too. We do use a lot of Google Sheets. We did just sign up this year within the past few months to, um, and I'm sure you've heard of them at this point to go high level. Uh, yeah. And GHL is they are an all-in-one system, right? Like they have the email follow-up, they have the scheduler, they have the funnel builder, they have uh, lead management and tracker and on track all of your communications and auto, like they have everything. It's still though, uh, we definitely don't use anywhere close to the functionality that it offers. And truthfully speaking, it, I mean, I do believe it's a great software and you know, they care about making it better, but um, there's still a long ways to go. It's a young software and so it doesn't yep. have the same, right? So uh, we're using it for certain things. We use Google Drive, Google Sheets for a ton of, I mean, just because it's well, what's been the most reliable through all these years after having switching from one CRM to the next to the next. Um, but, you know, that we're trying to find something where we can bring as much into one software as possible, both from a cost perspective, but also more so from an operations perspective, you know. Makes sense. So walk me through your sales process, Arthur. Let's say I jump in and I'm ready to rock and roll with you. And I, I, like I said before, you get, you catch me on LinkedIn. I'm like, I want more information. Are you actually, are you, or, you know, or do you have your sales team jumping on a consultation? Are you guys sharing your screen? Are you doing a Zoom? Walk me through that process. What are you guys doing? Uh, so we typically speaking go through a two phone call process. Uh, you know, we do through our ads, especially, and it's a little bit harder to do through cold outreach, but we do uh, try and qualify people as much as possible because the truth is, you know, we don't want to waste our time. We don't want to waste their time. You know, we still want to be able to give them some resources if possible. But as far as actually being able to bring someone out as a client, you'd like to qualify them. So we do a two sales call process. The first one is, and we tell them straight up, it's a discovery call. We're not dropping pricing. Uh, our how long goal, is that? Is it like, how long is that call? 45 minutes or so okay. on average, I'd say. And it's all discovery. I mean, we're trying to find out where they're at what issues they're having, where they'd like to be, what they've done so far, what they haven't done. Is this on right. Zoom also, or is, are you guys actually calling them? Uh, it's about, I would say it's about 50-50 on Zoom versus phone call. There's no real reason why that's the case. Uh, it just tends to work out that okay. way. Uh, but we do, you know, the first call is straight discovery, right? And even at the end of the call, we ended um, where we're asking them to get analyst access to their website and to their ad account. We want to be able to take a deeper dive into it. That's both a value add for them, but it also helps us determine, you know, A, is this a viable client in terms of being able to grow them? B, what do we have to do to grow them? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's all about collecting info. We schedule a second call after that. There's, so just, I want to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm right in the, the viewers are, are also are understanding what you're saying. So first call, discover call, you're not making any pitch at the end of the call. You're not talking about pricing. You are literally digging deep into their business and trying to find out what their pain points are, what their issues are. And then I'm assuming the second call is where you're going to give them all the solutions. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, we, and also some of what we discovered through the audit process, but you know, we tell them right off the bat, like, and this is true. We want to find out that if we can help them, right. If they're a client that we'd like to be able to help. And, and, um, and that's what the process is for, because the truth is, is we're not a massive team. And so if you start taking on a bunch of clients that you truthfully can help, you're going to have high churn. And uh, that's like, the biggest thorn in trying to scale an agency is high turn rate. So you want to you want to be selective. Like don't let scarcity take over. You're young. Okay. You get it. You want to take on business. Yep. It's going to hurt you in the long run. So the second call, we, you know, the second call we come at them with a um, pricing explanation of everything. I mean, it's, it, 
try to get them started right there. We also send a manual proposal um, as well, which details a little bit of what we're going to do for them and what the pricing is um, or the options. Uh, but that's, you know, the goal is to close them on the second call. Yep. Do typically most people close with you on the second call or do you find yourself going into a lot of follow-up where you're, you're chasing people for days, weeks, sometimes even months? And yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. We have clients right now that we've had for a long time that we had spoke, you know, before we signed them up, we had spoken with them, you know, seven, eight months beforehand. It kind of went cold. Maybe they went with another agency and they said, oh, they did a horrible job and they came like that stuff happens. I'd say for the most part, the way it works out, um, practically is we have the second call we send them the proposal they review everything they might have a couple questions to touch on a third call or over email but for the most part it's no more than that and then they and then they get started it doesn't really stretch out too long on average yep what would you say your actual close rate would be so you get a hundred people on consultations uh how many of those guys are you closing deals with uh if we're doing a hundred phone calls i mean you know I would say that it ends up being in the five to five to ten percent range, and that's awesome. And that's that's pretty that's pretty standard, which is good. Yeah, I mean we're 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 picky, so that will weed out a few people that maybe would be wanting to work with us that we just like like I said, we don't want to work with anyone. Uh, but I'd say that's probably our our numbers right now. Awesome, man. And in the last twelve months, how much revenue has LA Media Group generated? So we are over seven figures. We had our first. Uh, seven-figure year, um, 2019, Yeah, thanks, man. Um, and 2020, when Corona hit, some of our non-ecom clients inherently dropped off. Right? I mean, yep. we, we're not only ecom; we do have some other clients, both on the creative side and on the lead gen side. Uh, and not only that, you know, just things became topsy turvy in terms of operations, not being in your office for three oh, yeah. months. Everything changed. The whole world changed, man. Everything changed. So we took a little bit of a, uh, a slowdown period. Um, this month has been though the biggest month of the year for us. We, we, or I should say last month, now that we're in September, but August was the biggest month for us. September looks like it's going to be an even bigger month and we're expecting to continue to have that trend throughout the year. So, uh, you know, it's, it's really now Corona, I mean, still there, but, Love it, how much sales did you guys do last month in August? Um, in terms of new clients? Uh, just total sales, like total revenue generated for LA Media Group last month. Uh, I think we were just just shy of 100K. Dude, that's awesome, man. And uh, where, where, where do you guys, like if you can, if you can see yourself a fast forwarding in 12 months, okay? Because you guys are obviously your seven figure agency, which is one of the hardest milestones to hit. Everybody wants to hit the six figure mark. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get there, right? Excuse me. And then it's like, okay, how do I get to the seven figure? Cause six figure to seven figure, you're talking two completely different worlds. Okay. Yeah. And most people never even get a chance to get close to the seven figure market. And you guys have done it. So big kudos to you and Leroy. And I'm good for, I know I'm good friends with Leroy um, over at LA media group. And by the way, these guys own an amazing company called countless creatives too. Uh, make sure to check them out. Just a side note. Um, but um, where do you see yourself fast forward in 12 months? Let's say you're doing a million dollars a year in revenue as an example. Where do you see yourself in 12 months from today? And then what are the things that you need to do to actually get there? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's always this internal debate that everyone who gets to this point realizes, which, which is how big do I really want to get, right? Because the headache, you know, the bigger you get, the more headaches happen the more uh, the more things you need to figure out internally as far as your processes and operations are concerned i mean to, you know 
what would we like to do in 2021? We'd like to probably at least double our business. What does it take to do that? It's just continuing to improve our internal operations, um, continuing to improve our inbound lead generation efforts, um, and, and at the end of the day, delivering results. Because if you keep clients happy and you don't lose clients, it makes it a lot easier to scale your agency than it does if, you, if you're constantly losing clients on a monthly basis. Love it, man. So 100% growth in 12 months. Hopefully, we'll bring you guys back in 12 months and you say you did $2 million in sales. We'd like to see uh, that in countless as well. <laughs> so final question for you guys. Uh, Arthur, aside from any internal tools that you guys have or built, what is your favorite software tool that you guys use within your business? Oh, God. Um, so, I mean, my favorite tool that, that I use isn't really for, it's more so for our clients than anything. Fire away. What is it? I mean, I love, I, you know, I love Klaviyo. Uh, for, for email, it's terrific, the, the segmentation. But the cool thing that a lot of people don't use it for is, is you could create such refined segments of the audiences from what's happening on your website and in your email. And then you could import those as audiences into Facebook. And so you could really create these super, um, super refined segments for, especially for retargeting that automatically integrates with Facebook, creates the custom audience for you. And, um, you know, just as a tool, it, it probably moves the needle more than anything else for our clients. All right. Well, you guys heard it first. Arthur Polsky from LA Media Group down in Hollywood, Florida. Uh, Arthur, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we appreciate your time and hopefully we'll see you in 12 months. Yeah, I'm sure I'll see you before then, Chad. All right. Have a good one, man. All right, brother. Have a good one too. Want more of Marketer's Mindset? Join our private Facebook group where agencies from all over the world share strategies, network, and scale their business together. Visit facebook.com slash groups slash marketers mindset to get instant access. Also, if this podcast impacted you in any way, please share it with friends and leave us a review on iTunes as that really helps build our community.